This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the state of Alabama is currently coming out of a period of winter storm with ice and snow. The cold temperatures are what is most predominant on this Wednesday. By Thursday, the temperatures will increase out of the teens and into the 40s, with another dip coming back into the teens over the weekend. The good news is that things will change for the warmer next week. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is discussing the recent decision that was made by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals that allows the state of Alabama to move forward in implementing a ban on transgender surgeries for minors. Marshall spoke recently on Newsmax about the lifting of that injunction that was put in place by an Alabama judge back in 2022. Yeah, the left is perpetuating a myth. What we've seen is that this is a failed experiment in Europe that have pulled back from advocating this type of care, but in fact have seen the hazards to kids and the impact on kids as a result of doing so. We're talking about science. We've looked at the research and understand what we need to do to help kids that are suffering from gender dysphoria. And it's not off-label use of medication. It's clearly not radical surgeries on children, but instead there are appropriate care that can be done. That can be take place in Alabama and the other states that have adopted these similar laws. But we don't need to be experimenting on kids. And despite what Admiral Levine and others may advocate, This is not about the best interest of kids. This is a radical gender ideology of this administration manifesting itself in the way that we take care of our America's children. A Republican running for Alabama's Congressional District 2 is getting an out-of-state endorsement. Former State Senator Dick Brubaker is running in the GOP primary to become the candidate there and run against Democrats in the fall of 2024. Retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn is now endorsing Brubaker. Flynn says Brubaker has been fighting the liberal agenda in liberal special interests for his entire career. Flynn also pointed out how Brubaker took a pledge to only serve two terms in the state Senate and held to that pledge. Flynn says Alabamians know that they can trust Brubaker's word. Brubaker served in the Alabama Senate from 2010 to 2018. The head coach for Auburn's basketball team is weighing in on politics once again. Bruce Pearl was clearly watching the returns of the Iowa caucus, where Donald Trump won decisively over other Republicans such as Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Pearl also watched how the mainstream media treated Trump on the air during his live victory. MSNBC would not show Trump's giving a victory speech, saying that if anything noteworthy occurred, they would report on it, and also suggesting that Trump could not be trusted to speak and tell the truth. That's why they weren't airing his speech. TV host Rachel Maddow patronized her audience by claiming that this was not something they normally would want to do. Pearl took to social media to respond, calling this beyond disturbing for our democracy. Pearl wrote that the MSNBC treatment of Trump is how state-run media operates in dictatorships. Pearl said that Americans should be able to hear the speech and decide for themselves. Trump is now headed over to New Hampshire to secure votes there. The Republican primary in that state will be next Tuesday. Alabama's Republican Congress members are applauding the victory that Donald Trump did experience in the Iowa caucus this past Monday night. Trump bulldozed over the other candidates, walking away with a 30-point lead over a second runner-up, which was Ron DeSantis, and then third runner-up Nikki Haley. Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out of the race and endorsed Trump. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville says it's time to stop pretending that this is an actual primary race and get to the business of defeating Joe Biden. And U.S. Senator Katie Britt said it's time to make Joe Biden a one-term president. Congressmen Barry Moore, Jerry Carl, and Robert Adderholt all congratulated Trump for his decisive win. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, 
U.S. Navy SEALs have intercepted a ship that was bearing missile parts made in Iran that were headed to the country of Yemen. Yemen would no doubt be launching them at Israel in the future. The U.S. Navy SEALs boarded a sailing vessel off the coast of Somalia in the Arabian Sea. That ship was loaded with the missile components. The 14 crew members were detained and the vessel was sunk. The ballistic missile and cruise missile components were going to be handed off to the Houthi militants in Yemen who have declared war against Israel ever since the conflict broke out in the Gaza Strip last October. Now, this was the same operation where two Navy SEALs were knocked into the ocean while boarding that vessel and are now considered lost at sea. Early entrance polls that were taken by CNN during the Iowa caucus are very revealing. Trump received a reported 55% vote from evangelicals that took part in that poll with CNN. Ron DeSantis garnered 24% of evangelicals and Nikki Haley gained, gained 12 A poll conducted by the Des Moines Register before the caucus showed similar numbers with Trump coming in at around 51% with the evangelicals in that state. Also interesting from the Wall Street Journal, which conducted a poll on that same day, is how well Trump did among Republican women in Iowa. 54% voted for Trump, with 53% of Republican men planning to vote for Trump at the caucus. Now, here's the real clincher in this CNN entrance poll. 68% of those headed into their Iowa precinct do not believe that Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election, with 30% saying he did. Next week, in the New Hampshire primary, that state has fewer evangelicals and more independents. In fact, New Hampshire has 340,000 registered independent voters, which is more than the registered Republicans or Democrats in that state. So it will be interesting to see how the numbers flesh out there. Hunter Biden's former art dealer is making waves with recent comments he made to Congress. George Burgess owns galleries in New York and Berlin, Germany, and sold Hunter Biden's paintings from 2020 to 2023. Burgess revealed to the House Oversight Committee the level of involvement that Joe Biden had in this art arrangement. Burgess said that Joe called him and met him at the White House. Burgess also told the House Oversight Committee that he was asked to notify Hunter of the names of the buyers of his art, which is in direct contradiction to the narrative that was put out by Joe Biden, that there was some sort of ethical agreement made in which Hunter did not know who was purchasing his artwork. Burgess was asked by those on the House committee if it was a normal procedure within art purchases to find out who bought it, and he said no. Burgess no longer represents Hunter Biden's art, saying the relationship ended in the fall of 2023. Politico is reporting on the special prosecutor in Georgia, Nathan Wade, who was recently named as the romantic partner to Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. Willis, of course, is bringing a RICO case against Donald Trump and his associates for challenging the 2020 presidential election results. Wade and Willis's name came up together in a court filing from one of the defendants in the Trump case. Politico is now reporting on court documents involving Wade's divorce. That divorce occurred within a day of him being selected by Willis to serve as special prosecutor in the Trump case. The court documents show that Wade, who has served as a judge and as a divorce lawyer himself in the past, was held in contempt of court for not handing over documents surrounding his income as part of those divorce proceedings. Now, another divorce lawyer in Atlanta, Randall Kessler, spoke with Politico, calling that behavior from Wade bizarre and said that a contempt citation from a judge is not a good position for any lawyer to be put in. Wade entered into a contract with D.A. Willis on November 1st of 2021 and, of course, filed for divorce from his wife of 24 years the day after. Wade then went on to make $700,000 for his work with the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. The allegations against Willis and Wade will be discussed in a hearing this February by Judge Scott McAfee. 
The former director of the National Institute of Health, Dr. Francis Collins, is making a change in his position on the lab leak theory for COVID-19. Collins is now admitting to the House Select Committee on Coronavirus Pandemic that a lab leak theory is plausible and is not necessarily the work of conspiracy theorists. Collins was part of a seven-hour closed-door session with that coronavirus committee. It's headed up by Chairman Brad Wenstrup of Ohio. Wenstrup went on to say that Collins' testimony raises concerns about the U.S. government's role in suppressing and vilifying the lab leak hypothesis as it came from other scientists. Well, all the bigwig globalists and power brokers who want everyone but them to eat bugs and live happily on nothing are currently in Davos, Switzerland, to plot their next effort in gaining further control over humanity. The head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, is also there, but he's not sounding so confident as of late that the rest of the world is buying into the elite's propaganda on how the world should be ruled. You have this anti-system movement what we are seeing is a revolution against the system. So fixing the present system is not enough. Now there is, of course, an anti-system, which is called libertarianism, which means to tear down everything which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. It's demantling the system. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 